Support for the PWT cast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off, a whole-ass 20% off, and free worldwide shipping uh, with the code PWTCAST at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls. All right? So uh, if you have balls, head on over to Manscaped and use promo code PWTCAST for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Uh, And now, on to the show. The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Scrump! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 189 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. My name is Drew. This is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you this podcast right here on this feed for free every Monday. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. So it's patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Uh, this last week, uh, Drew and I dropped an episode of Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Had a lot of fun talking about that. Uh, this week over on the Patreon, myself and Vivian are going to be doing an episode of Scrum's Detective Agency, as well as uh, over on the uh, Patreon, it's over at Scrum's Family Video, myself and Andy, the, the long-awaited Wolf of Wall Street episode, which, I, I'm, again, of, of these these editions of Scrum's Family Video that I've done, one of my favorites, one of the better ones, if I do say so myself. And I think they're all the fucking best. It's like picking your favorite child. Uh, so if you're a new listener, like uh, like Steve Grows Weed, uh, over who, who came over from uh, Post Wrestling yeah. and, and Poison Rana, shout out Steve Grows Weed. Uh, you know, check out all our past episodes. Um, yeah. And uh, let me know what kind, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, you, you would probably be more interested in... in and that part as opposed to I, as I do not partake in the, uh, what, what was it earlier that you asked me earlier in the week? Oh, I, I asked him, I said, does Vivian live by the X asking if she drinks? But he also said, well, he said that and I was like, no, she doesn't live in Indiana. And then yeah. it was, you sent, I think you sent a picture of punk and I was like, yeah, you know, going go like doing the X thing with the X's on his hands. I said, no, this X. Yeah. And you're like, no, it was like 10, 10, 15 minutes away from yeah. me. I was like, I, li- yeah. I was like, I think I live closer to punk than she does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I thought you, I was like, are you fucking with me right now? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, we, we got, we, uh, we, there's a loss in translation there. But uh, yeah, she does not abide by the the X. I, on the other hand, do. I actually that that came up this uh, this morning when I, I I showed up to a brunch. Uh, I purchased a, a a unlimited mimosa wristband yeah. uh, because I thought that's what got me in. Was not the case. It was free entry, Drew. Uh, so, but I had really expensive orange juice, uh, which was fine. You know, as far as I was. Juice uh, I, I wasn't sure when you sent that text. I was like, should I be the one that spoils that to like to let him know that there's alcohol in that expensive orange juice? Well, no, I <laughs> like, mean, I, 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 I understand what go to OJ. <laughs> no, like I understand. I know what mimosas are and stuff like that. It was just I was in the impression that like, yeah. oh, to get into the event, you have to purchase the fucking thirty dollar wristband. But no, all that wristband got you was like the unlimited mimosas. Like I could have just it was free entry. <laughs> I could have just been there, uh, but instead, you know, again, very, very some very nice orange juice. If uh, yeah, if I do say so myself, yeah. Um, you've not seen Guardians three. I listen, I need to get this out of the way just now because it's just it's oh. I, it's all I've been talking about. And don't worry, I'm not going to get into spoilers. I know a friend of the show, Jesse Kohlenberg, he requested. He said, if you and Drew ever do Guardians three. Please, I'm requesting that you guys bring me on for this. Um, okay. So yeah, if and when we do, not an if, when we do Guardians Three, yeah, we'll we'll have to bring Jesse on 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 board for that. But um, I know as of right now, you have not seen it yet. Um, I know you said you'll see it by the next time we record. Uh, yes. I fucking loved this movie. Like I cried, dude. I cried so much throughout this movie. It was one of those things where, like. 
from beginning to end, it is just such an emotional fucking movie that like, oh god, it was so good. I'm like, I'm probably gonna call into uh, MCU later this this uh, this Thursday over at Post Wrestling just to like give my like give like spoilery in depth thoughts on that. Um, yeah. For anyone who's seen it, uh, I think they will agree that. Uh, oh, yeah, your dog agrees with me too. Um, I, I will never. There's this one specific Florence and the Machine song that I don't think I will ever listen to the same after this movie because it's just. It's oh so no! Bad. Yeah, in a good way. In a good way, not like a fucking, not in a bad way. It's just, it's just like, oh man, I love it's. I love what I meant to say was that was very ominous. I really love this song now post this movie because of course you know like one of the things we talked about uh, on the the review that we did is just like the soundtrack to these movies and you know, yeah, how good like the. Uh, the black parade song you just can't hear it the same again oh yeah i will never be able to to hear black parade by uh, my chemical romance uh ever the same without here yeah. yeah without thinking about the opening of clerks three which yeah. is funny because um i specifically re- movie the same way <laughs> no no thank thank you thank you starts with with Star Lord opening a convenience store, yeah, Star Lord and, and, and Rocket open. Actually, you know what? You're <laughs> you watch the you watch the movie. Um, what do you call? It? Yeah, they they open. It's it's Clerks on in space. Basically, is what it is. Yeah. No, um, I I remember with that in particular was because uh, I'm, I'm making my way through old episodes of Smodcast. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm in twenty in two thousand eight now, <laughs> so I got a while to go. I got a yeah. About 15, 15 years of the podcast to, to get through. Um, and I, I remember at some point within those episodes, he's talking, Kevin Smith is talking about Clerks 3 and how, like, he's like, yeah, he's like the opening of Clerks. And this is before, this is like, this is before he even does like Jane Sound Bob reboot. But he like talks about it and he's just like, yeah, um, the, the movie will open with that bit. It'll, it will open with that song because he'd already like had mapped out in his head, like how that was going to go. Um, oh. so I was just like, Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. You know, in as much as like, again, he already had that fucking planned out, but, um, yeah, that actually, you know, that I just had to write it down. Cause there, I think that's a good draft is, uh, songs you directly associate with movie scenes now. Oh, you guys like, mentioned. You guys mentioned. Every time you hear it, you're like, "Oh, that." Uh, you guys mentioned on this last episode, uh, episodes of uh, what was it? Uh, oh, like what? What episodes of a certain show you would tell people that like they must see? Oh yes. Oh, there. I, I was like in my mind. I was like, "Ooh, I have to politic to get onto that one because it was one of those like immediately." <laughs> and uh, we all have that, you know. Everyone even everyone listening right now, you know, it's like when someone says like, Oh my God, I, I heard about that. Like what episode should I start with that show? Or like you just a favorite episode of a specific show, you know, yeah. like it's, and I don't even, I don't even want to like say anything in particular. So it's not, you don't want to give away a draft pick. I, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to give away the draft picks, but no, definitely like that's always, that's always just the fun of being a fucking nerd. Yeah. You know, like about this sort of stuff um yeah but you know uh draft pot coming soon <laughs> uh drew uh, I, I, you know we, we both get into it now this week we have orphans in honor of mother's day <laughs> oh this week you have orphans in honor of mother's day yeah like okay <laughs> yeah hey and you know it was given a given to us by uh by somebody who is, you know, currently, he 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 would love to do the show, but he can't do it because he is currently on strike. Former former guest and former writer of Brooklyn Nine Nine, Andy Goshi, we reached out to him and like, hey, you want to do something? Or we said, we said something along the lines of, no, what what do you think of when you think of Mother? And he said, Darren Aronofsky's movie. He's we're like, well, other than that, I guess. And he's like, basically, we told him why we want to do a Mother's Day show. And he goes, oh, do orphans movies that star orphans. The, oh, we're no, like, I, was, yeah. I was about to say something. No, no, no. I had to uh, keep, I'll, I'll text you. <laughs> no, not even that, though. I was like, the Warriors. Oh, yeah. 
there's so, a, there's a whole gang of oh, them. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, man, that's a, that, don't worry. They, they won't listen to this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, speak, speaking of like the writer strike. So that is a thing going on right now. Like, I don't know, you know, it's, and because writers and as far as wrestling aren't unionized, it's a whole different thing, but uh, yeah, you know, for, for some of you guys who are unaware, right now, currently the the Writers Guild of America, they're they're on strike right now. Um, they are grossly underpaid. You know, like it's yeah. this isn't the first time that they've that this has happened. I believe the last major time this happened, it was because streaming was starting to become a thing, and yeah. you know these companies were like, streaming? What are you fucking stupid? We're never yeah. gonna put a popular show on a streaming service or a, a fucking or a popular movie like get get that out of your head that's never gonna happen terrestrial tv is where it's at <laughs> and so a lot of these yeah. writers you know they're trying to get out of these antiquated fucking like forms of being paid you know like if you're writing for tv you shouldn't also have to do uber on the side you know you shouldn't have right. to like do these gig jobs anymore like no it's again and like anyone who's on the side of the studios can go fuck themselves honestly like it's, it's one of those things where it's like the the these studios make gross upon gross amounts of money like you know and i believe they're asking for like two percent a two percent yeah. pay increase like you know yeah and um yeah i think it was it was like you know two or yeah it was yeah it was something small and i was just like really like you know, and also like, it's the like a testament to the the overall modesty of writers. Like, like, and they're just like, no, no, I'm good. I don't, you know, I don't want to be out there. Like, I'm just in the writers' room. Like, they're also that. Like, it's that group of people, but they're also really fucking intelligent, which has like been proven by their fucking great sign, dude. First of all, we're gonna hand out blank signs and let these creative people write fucking messages on them. Have you like paid attention to any of the the signs? Yeah, I follow Damon and Lindelof. I had Mark Bernard okay. on Instagram, so I've been seeing like them post a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, shit, what was my... Oh, I, I sent it the other day. It was like one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I'll have to find it. And then, again, my buddy Andy, he he had one that kind of reminded me of our, our thing because he, he said... Uh, his sign said, if it, if it weren't for the writers, the Simpsons wouldn't have predicted anything. Uh-huh. Okay, that's... Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. I was, I was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, again, yeah. it's one of those things where, like, you got to pay these people. And, again, I, I, I said in our group chat, they're fucking, these people are better than me because I would I would literally start sitting there and telling you, okay, this is how succession ends. This is how this show ends. This is, like, I would fucking, right. you know, like, listen, you know, petty, petty, I woke up and chose violence. You know, God forgives, I don't fucking scrump is a thing of the past. <laughs> he is no longer there but yeah if i'm fucking if i if i'm one of these writers i would be telling everyone how every show fucking ends day by day <laughs> until you fucking give us that pay increase yeah um so i just saw i just came across it was the uh uh pay us or i will climb the wb tower and let the let the any animaniacs loose <laughs> yeah that, that's what the fucking let yakko wacko and dot fucking you know yeah. <laughs> unleash them and uh like in all their fucking fury um yeah yeah man no it's it's a shame like you should yeah. you should be fucking paying these people more and i very much think that i mean at least i very much hope that it gets you know situated because now like i know blake i just it was like things are going to get put on hold like basically if things have already started filming and started production they're good but there's certain things where like blade blade got put on hold indefinitely mm-hmm. just because you know i believe it's like captain america which it's new world order is not its title that's going to get a title change um I think it's based on like the, the, the movie dirt sheets that I follow. It's, it's some, I believe, I think this is turning into, uh, it's going to be something along the lines of world war Hulk because you have all the Hulks showing up in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have, uh, again, just a lot of Hollywood right now. That's sort of going to be like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what's going <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So hopefully they get that situated because, um, they should be paid a fucking fair living wage 
especially for yeah. the work they do. You know, yeah, I absolutely I, I enjoy TV as much as the next person, and so I hope these people get you know all the money in the world. <laughs> yeah, especially if you want premium content, right? Like, yeah. you can't, I mean, you have to have something written on the fucking page, you know. Yeah, it's you know there was one sign that was like because uh, famously Quibi was like a streaming service that was like developed yeah. by like studio execs that tanked terribly. It lost so much money, and there was a sign where it's like, you know, like uh, executives made Quibi. It's like yeah, these people again. A lot of these executives, and, <laughs> you know, I'm not completely like eat the rich because it's just one of those where it's like, hey, listen, if you were offering me that much to do that little. I'm going to fucking take that paycheck. I'm sorry. You know, like it's just, it's one of those things. Um, but at the same time, and these people deserve to get uh, adequately compensated uh, yeah. for the fucking work that they're putting in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, to be such a fucking, such a little amount, like just, just pay them. Yeah. Most of, listen, most of these, most of these fucking companies are paying out, Less than what that two percent would fucking equal in uh, litigious settlements for alleged things yeah. that uh, heads of companies have done. But you know, speaking of like these Marvel things that are put on hold, I hope one that doesn't get put a hold uh, put on hold because I just I'm so fucking tired of hearing about it that it's like just please, please fucking film it already. Is the upcoming uh, Fantastic Four film like the? Yeah. Like, I always see things as, like, my villain origin story. My villain origin story is, one, uh, fantasy casts. I hate, hate, with such vitriol in my heart, nothing more than people, like, you know, who I think should be the villains in the next fucking Batman movie, and who I think should be the Fantastic Four, and it's just, like, I just hate it. It's like, no, I don't, like, I don't care. You know who's fantasy casting? I want to know. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige and whoever's in charge of casting over at fucking Marvel. Um, <laughs> but it came out earlier in the week that allegedly, you know, spe- speaking of Wolf of Wall Street this week, that uh, Margot Robbie has been offered the role of Sue Storm, um, as well as Adam Driver allegedly accepting the role of Reed Richards, which uh, I'm all for. You know, like, these two are fucking powerful titans when it comes to acting. You know, it's very mm-hmm. much like, hey, if... If you're trying to make the Fantastic Four a thing, bringing in Adam Driver and Margot Robbie as, you know, the, the respectively the matriarch and the patriarch of Marvel's first family, like... It, yeah, it makes it legit. Yeah, you can't... You can't I, I'm not even going to say you can't really fuck that up because, <laughs> you, you know, there's always room for that. But, yeah, it almost... That very much seems like fantasy casting. Like, all right, and the Adam Driver's Dr. Reed Richards and uh, Margot Robbie Sue Storm. And, uh, yeah. you know, Tommy Chong is the thing like that. It, it's almost as like out of a left field casting as that, you know, or I'll, I would love that Tommy Chong as uh, the thing. The good thing, too, is like they're both good enough um, and hot enough. And I don't I mean, yes, physically, too. But like as like, uh, you know, as names right now that they can also like they're at the age like they're at an age where they can still do this for 10 years if they need to you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we're not like that's that's something we you they got to really start taking into account you know before you know we're having old man logan movies for people like five years into their run <laughs> no i get that and that's like that's one of the things that's come up again recently because i've been watching a lot of like videos and press and stuff for guardians mm-hmm. 3 and that's one of the things where they're like yeah we've been doing this for 10 years now yeah. You know, 10 years, five movies, you know, and it's just like, holy shit, six, technically, if you count the holiday special. But, you know, like with that, yeah. it's just like, yeah, like that's why, you know, Marvel, like a lot of these people, you know, it was just like, hey, we're signing you to 17 movies, <laughs> yeah. you know, because like, yeah, you, you need them around. You sort of need these. And I imagine that's sort of probably the case now with like, a lot of because they're definitely casting a lot of like younger people now and 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 younger roles. Which listen, it's not to say that like if forty year old Adam Driver's like, hey, I think I want to be Reed Richards. It's not gonna be like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, no, you're going to uh, accept him. Of, of of course, you're gonna be like, yeah, uh, right right this way. Here's here's your fucking stretchy suit. <laughs> um, 
weirdly enough though i saw like two other like again and this is what i mean where it's like weird fantasy castings for fantastic four um uh-huh. allegedly the person up for dr doom ryan gosling and allegedly the person up for galactus antonio banderas oh yeah <laughs> oh you know well i mean I would say, like, for the most part, villains have a shorter shelf life. So they don't have to be, like, signed on for so long. Because, you know, there's really, like, you're only going to be the big bad for maybe two or three movies. You know, unless you're just, a, you know, unless you just Skype in like Thanos did in Guardians 1. Um, but, yeah, like, so I guess, you know, it's not like you have to, like, have them such a commitment. But... I feel like Doctor Doom, you should get legs out of like, it shouldn't be a one-off for sure. No, I mean my understanding is like Doctor Doom is going to be around for a while. You know, like it's yeah. one of those. It's like they've fucked him up enough where they're like, no, we understand. Unlike the, the <laughs> idiots over at Fox, we understand yeah. like how much people love this guy. We understand the importance of him, so they're going to. You That's know. A, I was always bummed with with red skull like i can't believe he only got like the one one treatment well see that that is mainly due to hugo weaving not wanting to come back yeah. hugo weaving did the one movie and was just like i don't i don't like this superhero like i don't like this like prosthetic stuff i mean he he's done yeah. superhero like genre stuff yeah. like, as much as like matrix and uh mm. uh fucking remember remember the 5th of november v for vendetta <laughs> I was like, remember the title of the movie that you're referencing? Um, yeah, so I don't know. Listen, because I, I, all I'm saying is if you put like an Adam Driver, Margot Robbie, Antonio Banderas, and uh, Ryan Gosling in a movie theater, it's going to sell a lot of tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Just Absolutely. like Just like fucking Wembley Stadium sold out a lot yeah. of tickets like – uh, I I hold all in very very near and dear to my heart, you know. It is one of those, mm-hmm. the close probably the closest thing to a religious experience that I've had, you know. Like it's 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 just there as 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 I'm dying and my brain is firing off as last synapses. That whole yeah. day will just be one of those sort of I I you know I I begin my day driving Kazuchika Okada. You know, picking them up from a hotel, <laughs> dropping them off for, to this meet and greet. And by the end of the show, I'm dressed in an inflatable penis costume, uh, helping uh, Hangman Adam Page crowd surf to the back. It is yeah. just it is just a, a weird day, a weird, weird fucking day. Um, but, you know, they announced they were going to be doing all in, uh, essentially all in too, uh, at Wembley Stadium. And it was one of those things where, like, Wembley Stadium, of course, has, like, a seat capacity of about 90,000. And it was one of those mm-hmm. things where everyone was like, can they fill it? Which, again, yeah. with wrestling, like, I don't... You got to understand that, like, ni- no one sells... Ni- WWE doesn't sell 90,000 tickets to a show. Yeah. You know? they Like, they do smaller-scale events... Uh, because of that, because you know, it's like you 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 don't want to book a giant stadium and only fill it halfway, you know, because yeah. because then what happens is there's a terrorist threat and Stone Cold or Stone Cold and then Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> versus Hulk Hogan has to move into a smaller venue, you know, <laughs> right? Uh, totally the terrorists, not you know, they didn't yeah. sell enough tickets for that year's WrestleMania, um, but no, dude, it, like it came out where it was like in pre-sale they sold I think it was something like fifty thousand tickets, and yeah. um, I think as of right now, yeah, it's it's sixty. I don't believe it hit seventy yet, but it's like sixty thousand tickets, and they have not announced the goddamn match. They have not yeah. announced the person showing up on the show. They have not announced anything, and I think that's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, um, and it just proves like how much these other markets are fucking just begging for for wrestling, especially big shows like this, like go and like you know they they're talking about it too where like this isn't just like hey every ticket's twenty dollars you know what i mean like these tickets are are priced and they're still moving the way they're moving yeah i mean you know like 
full transparency, I was like, I think I'm going to want to go there. And then I looked at like how much tickets in the section in which I normally buy my tickets are. And I was like, ooh, well, I, I will enjoy it via the t- via the television <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, that is how I will take this show in because, um, yeah, they're pretty fucking pricey. And I believe, too, they said there's only like a thousand or something of those on the second on the, on the secondary market. So it's definitely a lot of people that want to go to the show that are yeah. going to go to the show. Um, and again, they haven't announced anything yet. Like they have not announced a wrestler. They have not announced anything. I can almost guarantee once they start like announcing, you know, the the people that are going to show up on the show, it's going to fucking push more tickets, you know, like realistically. And that's the thing, too. The good thing about AEW is that, you know, there's people in the UK who have never seen a uh, Hijo de Vikingo, who have never seen a Kazuchika Okada. Some of them have not seen a CM Punk in close to 15 years or not 15 years something like 10 years but you know what i mean you know and so it's one of these things where it's like hey we can possibly bring these people in like you can push more tickets you know so it's it's very exciting and again i don't fucking know if any of those guys are going to show up on the show if they're smart yeah you (laughs) you get you know everyone and everyone that you can uh onto the show because you know all what is it the, the rising tide you know, rises all boats or some shit like that. What's uh, uh, something like yeah? The sure, I fuck. What is it? You know, but you know, again, it's like I gotta think commercially. If I'm a New Japan or a AAA, and you're like, hey, here's the biggest stage we're going to be on, uh-huh. the absolute biggest fucking stage possible. Can we have your top star or stars and? Yeah. display them on here they're going to be like no it's okay we're going to bring them back to <laughs> we're going to bring them back to this arena in mexico for 700 people or it's like no 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 we got a we got a 900 seater over in fucking kyoto that we're going to go uh, run a show at like it's just it seems like it's good business um it is but you know the I, I you know the funny thing too is i don't even i don't even know if they needed to pull into that playbook you know what i mean like they have they have a great roster that they could just show up and be like, yeah, you're going to get this and this. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, yeah. l- listen, if, if it's up to me, yeah. Like Brody King main events that show, uh, you know, <laughs> but they, they, yeah, they, they have their own, they have their own fucking star studded roster. But I, you know, I think like, honestly, could you imagine doing, well, I mean, if they're doing Wemley, I think it'd be cool. Like this is where I'm in a sort of fantasy book. Um, uh-huh. you know, but you could have uh, Osprey versus Kenny. You'd have the rematch there. Yeah. As again, it's like if there's a bigger UK star right now than you know Will Osprey, like show him to me because yeah. I don't know who else could you know. Like if they're if they're running the 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 the, the close of the uh, Bad Bunny match in the UK, I don't know how <laughs> many fucking you know UK guys you you realistically have they can they can run out and stuff like that but um again selfishly selfishly i very much hope that it's like uh you know kenny and 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 uh and osprey i think it'd be fucking cool because uh new japan uh, pock up you know in in something uh you know relevant uh, yeah so, one of the best wrestlers in the world. It seems just very under underutilized. Well, I think that's I think that's of his own doing, where he's just like, nah, yeah. nah I don't want to, I don't want to fight of the states this week. And I'm like, okay, okay yeah. sure. <laughs> um, no, yeah, like you know, again, you have the new, uh, uh, new Japan. I forget the never open weight six man champions in uh, Tomohiro Ishii, uh, Hiroshi, Tan- Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kazuchika Okada. I know another set of three six-man champions <laughs> in which I think if they fucking clash would be amazing. You know, like it's just it sort of opens up the opportunities to so much. I'm sure they'll do mm-hmm. TV there as well. Like I don't know if they've announced anything, um, uh-huh. but you got to imagine they'll probably do TV there as well. I don't know. I'm just I'm really excited. You know, like it's and and we'll and actually this is the one episode we'll talk about WWE. You know, in a positive <laughs> light at least. But you know, they have a lot of stuff coming up as well and uh it feels sort of like aw to me you know they were they were sort of in a little bit of a lull for a bit 
and mm -hmm. to me at least it feels like sort of things are going into motion like things are starting to to heat up a bit you know i do know um and you know just like earlier we were talking about wembley like puerto rico got themselves a show for the first time in 18 years and fucking blew the roof off that shit yeah dude so um yesterday uh actually very very quickly i did just want to mention so i was uh speaking of AEW, because just because i saw the advertising for them because they're they're i'm going to see them right before forbidden door as the their last stop before forbidden door is here in chicago at the Wintrust arena which is my favorite oh, venue yeah. in chicago aside from the united center it's my the Wintrust is one of my favorite arenas um because a it's super close if you're going park on the third level, you can walk walk through the sky bridge, avoid the fucking massive lines downstairs. It's just like the best venue. And uh, my brother graduated yesterday um, from community college, and uh -huh. uh, so we were there. And so there was just signage like everywhere. It was like AEW coming back, AEW coming back, and I was like, oh nice. Uh, but a funny thing happened when we were there. So uh, first off, and I mentioned it to you, where the woman presenting was god awful like the, she did not know how to pronounce names and at first i was like okay you know what maybe this is a hispanic name she doesn't know how to pronounce no she didn't know how to say the hispanic people's names the white people's names the black people's names the indian people's names the asian people like she did not know how to pronounce anyone's name to the point where like, i told you i was like i thought it was a fucking bit like it, it was <laughs> like it was literally as if she was just like uh uh rio mysterious rio mysterious and then on the screen it shows her fucking names and it's like ray mysterio you know or it's just like um uh Ad Ad adam gurney adam gurney and it says like eddie girl like she just the wrong fucking and then she's going too fast as well because it's like uh uh and uh, andrew uh, uh milinsky and then it's like a fucking girl you know, and it's just like what's like what is going on? But so whatever, that's going on, and I'm just like, oh, I'm like, hurry up! Like, uh, I just want my brother so we can hurry up and and go get food. And as that's going on, randomly out of nowhere, I hear the name Arturo Sotelo, and I look up and because I was like, oh, I know an Arturo Sotelo. It's like my best friend, one of my best friends. Uh, I had no idea he was back in school, and it's just like him up there <laughs> receiving like honors, uh, an honors graduate fucking science degree or some shit like that. And I was just like, what the, f and like, I popped. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, woo. Uh, and like the rest of my family was like, is, is that Arturo? I'm like, I, yeah. They're like, mom's like, why didn't you tell us? I was like, he didn't, I didn't even know he was in school. Like, he's just not mentioned, <laughs> you know, like some people just don't really like to talk about themselves or some things. Yeah. And that was one of them where he just never mentioned he was back in school. And uh, to me, it was awesome because, and I know he, he's not going to listen to this. He doesn't listen to podcasts, but it was just cool because like, um, we graduated kindergarten together. We graduated uh, eighth grade together. Uh, he did not graduate high school, but he was at my high school graduation. And then I, I didn't graduate college, but I was at his college graduation. Um, so that was that. But um, yeah, now WWE was in Puerto Rico last night, and by all, like, I didn't watch. So I didn't watch SmackDown. But the one thing that was just coming out was like I kept seeing like the reaction videos. You know, like people talking about like, holy shit, like fucking like puerto rico showed up for these guys like they were like super loud and, and and super massive um and as far as like the pops and stuff that they were getting uh and you know like the everyone who's going there for night two said oh yeah hold my beer um now you watched the <laughs> entire show correct yeah yeah okay it was uh from start to finish uh and like surprisingly like they opened with that bianca and eo match and like people loved eo which i was like fuck yeah because eo fucking eo sky gets me high but like i was very shy like they were even doing like the yeah boos like like she'd hit bianca and then like bianca would hit back and they'd boo like it was like it wasn't just like this is a split crowd like they were like straight up booing bianca and i thought at first like well maybe they're gonna do the thing where they just cheer for all the foreign people and the next match was almost almost in uh uh, Seth, and that was not the case. So I was like, okay, so they just love EO, which is fucking awesome, dude. I love EO Shirai or EO Sky. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You can tell how long since I, how long I've 
the yeah. last time I really watched her. Yeah, no, Shirai gets me high. Um, I think that she's the last WWE shirt I bought is an EO Shirai shirt. So that's a, uh, I mean, it's been a minute since I bought one, but she was it. Cause she, dude, she is fucking phenomenal. And like, you know, even watching her old shit with like the Lotus and uh, Lucha Underground and everything. This is great. I don't remember what the last WWE shirt I bought was. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I had, honestly. Yeah. Finn Actually, Balor, you know, the funny thing is it was all, I think that order I placed was like all fucking uh, NXT people at the time. It was, I bought her, I bought a Tony Storm shirt and I bought a mustache mountain shirt. I want to say the last, the last WWE shirt that I bought mm-hmm. was, well, technically, well, so I bought, they had like an Eddie Guerrero crate and that came with a yep. shirt. I don't know if that counts in which is just a green shirt with like an outline of Eddie Guerrero on it. This is like Latino heat, but the last. Dude, sh- speaking of which, those fucking jackets you guys put out are fucking fire. Yeah. The Eddie Guerrero chocolate or not chalk line. Um, is it chocolate? I, I can't remember, but yeah, dude, that thing is like, I was like, man, I wonder if I could, I could wear that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do come in bigger sizes like they you know yeah. um just uh there's more of an appropriation thing i feel <laughs> sometimes no you're fine you're, listen there's people that look like you in that crowd in puerto rico all right yeah yeah um, i could just say i'm very light-skinned puerto rican yeah of course fucking why not <laughs> you know just yeah just tell them you know you're from uh no i so I actually had this conversation this week because uh, I there was Dixon put out this uh, you know short sleeve button up. They put out a couple for Cinco de Mayo, and the one I liked all three of them, but the one I wanted, it was uh, you know had had some s- s- Mexican symbolisms, I guess you could say. And I was like, could I pull this off? And and I, I got the approval from a couple people that said, "Yeah, you you can wear that." I was like, "All right, cool." What was it uh, <laughs> Omar and uh, Octavia? Yeah, yeah, Omar and Octavia. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, Kate. And Kate. No, I get it. You know, listen. Sometimes you know, like uh, I recently, I actually, it's funny because I just, I just, I I tried to start watching The Sopranos. Um, yeah. And I always look at those like Tony Soprano shirts, and I'm like, those just look so comfy, like. Dude, don't they? Like every time I watch it, I'm just like, I I know I'm getting older because I'm just like, fuck, oh, man, I can just just wear a bowling shirt all the time. Well, like randomly on on TikTok, it came across. And we'll get back on Puerto Rico right now. Give me a second. Um, oh. it came across. It was like, uh, it was like, oh, like uh, 2023, like summer fashion items or whatever. And one, and like, I guess a lot of people are wearing those, like, are dressing like people from like the set and as much as like those like linen flannels or like button up it's just like tony soprano almost you know uh and it's and it was one of those things where i'm like uh, i'm like i just i don't i don't think i could pull it off (laughs) you know it's like it's like i don't think i could pull it off nor would i attempt to only because like i very much have just like I don't, you know, like my own style, which isn't even really a style. Like <laughs> for the graduation yesterday, you know, there was people that were like dressed up and I'm like, for me, dressing up is putting on a Dixon flannel. Like my sister <laughs> called me and she was like, Hey, are you dressing up for this thing? I was like, I mean, I throw, I'm throwing on a flannel. She was like, okay. She goes, are you wearing jeans or, and I'm like, I have two sets of pants, jeans and sweatpants. And I can't wear the sweatpants because I know my mom will be upset. So yes, I will be in jeans. You know, like I don't have a pair of dress slacks or, or, or you know, anything like that. It's funny to me that like, because that's how people down here are. They're like, I have one pair of pants because it's Florida, so they yeah. don't need it. You're in fucking Chicago and you have two pairs of pants. <laughs> well, listen, I have, I have, I have my going out jeans and then my nice jeans. You know, oh, okay. so I have I tech, yep. but they're both just black jeans. Yeah, <laughs> you know, one one just slightly nicer than the other, and even then, just one was just slightly more expensive just, than the other. I was gonna say one just hasn't been washed as much. Well, you're not supposed to wash your jeans. Ever. Ever. 
So I well, wow. let me rephrase that. I worked at the Levi store uh, okay. in downtown Let's Chicago. Yeah, I work. We'll get into Bad Bunny right now. Don't worry. Spoiler alert: He won. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not, okay, LWO, LWO for life, guys. But uh, yeah. I, I briefly worked at the Levi's store in downtown Chicago for like a day. But okay. when we were doing our training, uh, the, the you know they were like the the store manager, whoever the fuck it was, like they were like telling us like you know sort of things about like Levi and stuff like that. And so one of the things, and I'd heard it, so I was also working at Kohl's at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I love retail, obviously. Um, yeah, you know, I was like, Oh, I need another retail job. I need it bad. Uh, <laughs> but I remember when I worked, when I, like, while I was working there, the store manager then at the time had said something once like that to us where it's like, you don't wash your jeans. You put them in the freezer, specifically your Levi's. And it was just like, all right, sure. Whatever, Kevin, like, believe whatever you say. Um, then when we were working, like when we were doing like orientation stuff at the Levi's store, that was a thing that like I asked about, I was like, is that true? And they're like a hundred percent. I was like, really? They're like, yeah. They're like, Le- like Levi jeans are not meant to be washed. You're just supposed to put them in the freezer, and you know, it like kills the bacteria or whatever. And so since then, I've never washed a pair of jeans. And you know, to my credit, they're not stinky. They're not smelly. Like again, and some. So you do freeze them all the time, though. Uh, typically, like if I when I wear them out, I'll you know, like afterwards, I'll I'll put them in the freezer, um, just because it's it's you know i was told yeah. not to wash them and again i know some people wash them some of you guys might be like what are you fucking high like wash your jeans again they don't smell i've had them for pre-pandemic you know yeah so man that's interesting i i i love that fact i never knew that i just wonder like is that the same for like now that like denim has evolved into like you know, there's kind of like the stretch shit and all that kind of stuff. Do you think that's the same or? I mean, so the, the jeans in question that I'm talking about are not Levi's. They are stretchy uh, old navy jeans. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And again, I got these pre-pandemic. I've worn them various times, and they've yeah. always gone in the freezer the day after, I, or you know, the night after I wear them. Um, uh-huh. And they're fine. Don't smell. Yeah. You know. That's so. That's so fascinating. I love that. Yeah, and uh, and like and I remember. You don't, like, so you don't wet them or anything. You just put them in the freezer. It's right in the freezer. You probably okay. put them, you you put them in a bag if you want. Maybe I don't know if that. Like again, I just put, but I just put them on top of something, and you know they don't get like freezer burn, and they they're fine. Even honestly, so you get like a like what if you get like drop food or something on it? Like, I mean, I guess I just have not had like I've. I have not had that happen where I drop food or anything on it. Um, Get some other stain on it. <laughs> no, no stains on my jeans. But I mean, I guess if that happened, I would probably use some sort of like stain remover to to try and get rid of it, and then yeah. put it in the freezer. Like I, I, I don't know. I've just I've not. And mind you, that was also so. That was. I mean, if it was pre one hour tease, this would have had to have been at some point between 2013 and 2015. So for the last 10 years, that is how I've been yeah. caring for my jeans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you, yeah, like for literally for the last like 10 years, that, that is how I can't, I cannot remember the last time I washed a pair of jeans. That That's awesome. I, this is way more interesting than anything. <laughs> that I've I'm sorry. If you're here for that, like you're here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh yeah no i mean you know, listeners at home i want jesse kohlenberg i imagine you have yeah. a nice pair of jeans you know try that instead of washing them throw them in the throw them in the freezer yeah you know jonathan mayer tell tell joanna Mayor. not to fucking touch those jeans oh which also happy anniversary to them they celebrated an anniversary um oh nice yeah shout out to them both um but, but anyway getting you know and Enough of this gene talk, you know, gene talk with fucking Scrum and Drew. Um, <laughs> the next Patreon show coming. Uh, <laughs> um, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Puerto Rican crowd, like, you know, they were, again, they were pretty hot. Love EO Sky. Oh, the last WWE shirt I would have bought would have been, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what we were talking about. <laughs> it would have been the Finn Balor one where it was like his painted face on the front and on the back it just said Finn Balor. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that would have that would have for sure been the last one that I bought because uh, I don't know. Like I, I just 
I mean, even then, I was never huge on buying WWE shirts. Like, I would buy some. Yeah. Like, I bought some CM Punk ones, but even then, I just, I don't know. I was never big on, on WWE shirts. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, the one shirt that I'm sure they're fucking selling millions of right now are that fucking LWO Puerto Rico design. Because, um, yeah. yeah, like we mentioned, you know, they were they were in Puerto Rico. And I got to say, like, I was... I. So I, I saw a video that allegedly the, the, the reason why Bad Bunny uh, versus Damian Priest was not in the main event was because Bad Bunny, because uh, I think Canelo Alvarez was also boxing tonight. And it was like, oh, there's going to be a large contingent of the Hispanic community watching Bad Bunny and Canelo Alvarez. And if he was main eventing, then they're sort of split. And I guess Bad Bunny's like, no, 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 put me on earlier. And then, you know, if when people are done, if they, they still want to go watch Canelo Alvarez, because I, I think he's also, like, um, friends with him, or that was his plan. It was like, then they can, you know, go and do that and stuff. And, okay. uh, but, but, uh, so allegedly, but based on just how wild that fucking match was, it should have been the main event. Like, mm. um, not that there was anything wrong with Cody and Brock, like, it felt like a very formulaic match. Um, but Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest, like, it, it was fucking awesome. Like, you know, like I said, like they've been because there's now like these famous people ha- who have grown up watching wrestling and loving wrestling. Like these guest stars on both companies have just been fucking killing it, man. Like the you know the long. Long are gone of the fucking days of Jay Leno just like standing there and you know throwing the worst fucking working punches in the world. Like Bad Bunny is fucking amazing. Like dude, that fucking that fucking Falcon Arrow like going through the table. Like what the fuck, dude? Bad Bunny is out here doing fucking Michinoku drivers. Like yeah, <laughs> you know. And again, it's i don't and i don't know about you but for me the long for the longest i was accustomed to like these celebrities are gonna fucking do shit it's going to be very much like the most basic shit out there you know and it's just the complete opposite like and it helps again like you mentioned it helps a lot of people grew up being wrestling fans and i think you know if you're if you're a fan of the Bruno San Martinos and the Hulk Hogan's, that's a different style compared to when you're like, oh no, Stone Cold, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels, uh, Eddie Guerrero, yeah. like the, the Chris Jericho, like these guys are my guys and this is so who I want to, you know, emulate, not, you know, not the fucking just punch, punch, leg drop of it all. You're like, hey, <laughs> can I do a five star frog splash? You know, it's like, like just sort of these things like i've always talked about it like if i was a celebrity and you know wanted to do something with wrestling like yeah 100 like can you powerbomb me through that table you know like sort of (laughs) these things where it's like one you're sort of protecting the business in as much as like you know you're you're just a you're just a a celebrity but also it's like yeah no 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 i want to make this a memorable fucking thing when you're doing the countdown of like you know top 20 celebrity guest appearances like I want to crack that top five, you know? So like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you want to throw me off the hell in a cell? Well, brother, just make sure the fucking thing is padded, you know, like just just sort of one of those things. And, um, bad bunny is never going to get confused for Dean Malenko in terms of technicality, you know? Um, but that's fine. Cause that is, that is not what is required. Like I, I'm almost sort of waiting for that. I'm waiting for like the celebrity that comes in and they're just like, holy shit. Like, yeah, they were a collegiate wrestler and they can actually fucking go in there and like, you know, go toe to toe with the, you know, with the best yeah. of them. Like, look at them. They're putting Dolph Ziggler in all these fucking holds. It's fucked up. Um, you know, the standard is that pretty. Would be amazing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, uh, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone. They're like, um, like Timothy Chalamet, who I know is a wrestling fan, they're like, yeah, Timothy Chalamet was actually a collegiate level fucking wrestler. Look at him; he's going, you know, it's like he's in there like uh, Matt wrestling with fucking Dolph Ziggler, like or Chad Gable, and it's just like, yeah, none of that flippy shit. You know, it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit there and you know do the headlock takeovers and shit like that. Um, 
but yeah, it's just it's pretty cool how that has sort of become the standard now. Like, and I talk about it all the time. Like, you know, you mentioned almost like fuck, fuck almost. Like, I to me, if you're a big guy wrestler and you're not wrestling like a fucking Brody King, a, a Volter, a, a Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, I have I what's up, Keith Lee. Keith Lee, get the fuck out of here. I don't care. Like, you're of yesteryear. It's just, you know, it, it's the same way yeah, that... The, like, the, the template's been broken. Like, you... you the, there's no point in that anymore. Like, if you... Because somebody has already done this, like, yeah, like, we don't, we, we don't have time for you anymore. <laughs> you also have to be, like, more interesting, though. Your only appeal can't be, like, he's seven feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Like all yeah, right. also with no with with no personality, yeah. Um, uh, like even MVP can't fucking give you a fucking personality. I'm sorry. Like MVP is one of the fucking greatest talkers of all time, and he still cannot fucking sell you to people. So like, yeah, get get, get off of my TV. Yeah, that that that's very much one of those scenarios where um, and again, that's not to say again that you shouldn't have a that you can't have these big men wrestlers but i look at someone like um uh a big bill i i what he used to be call or was he what was his fucking name in wwe um, colin cassidy big cass um big cass yeah. and it's one of those things where like he was sort of very like generic and he went to yeah. impact and he changed the shit up a bit and like not that it was a complete 180, but at least put in that work. At least did the you know did the work to try and differ differentiate himself, you know. Because like I look at someone like a like a Riddick Moss, where it's like, what's the appeal there? Like, <laughs> I mean, and again, I'm not trying to be shitty, but it's like, what what is the appeal there? What makes yeah. you different? You know, like I you look at people on that roster, and it's like they have a gimmick. They have some sort of gimmick you're dating emma like that that is pretty much your gimmick you know but um and that's and that's why i'm actually really happy that like damian priest didn't fall you know into that sort of category of like just a fucking dude because you know even as like punishment martinez he sort of had this sort of way about him and you know he's done good he's done good for himself like definitely uh you know, to it, like there was a video I was watching. It was like Rhea Ripley where she was talking about. She's like, you know, she's like, uh, I felt bad for him because he didn't have a match at Mania. You know, she's like, I had a match. Dominic had a match. Finn had a match. She's like, but he didn't. But this is more, if anything, this is more impressive and more important to him because you know, like this is yeah. this is his WrestleMania moment essentially. Where it's like, yeah, like how many shows do they put on in Puerto Rico? not fucking many when you're one of like the big puerto rican stars on your roster like yeah it it, (laughs) it stands to again and i'm not going to speak for the guy but i i think a pretty good make good for like hey you weren't technically on mania is uh hey we're going to you're going to be the semi-co-main event uh for this puerto rican show and again props to him too because as much as we're like bad bunny bad bunny um it's not it's not a one-sided affair you know like it yeah. is very much like a you know it takes two to dance and that's very much what's going on what's happening where like you know he it, he's he's also putting in the fucking work to make bad bunny look good and i thought both of them fucking came out looking like fucking mega stars yeah man that was uh like i said like <clears throat> They get they said you know it's so lucky that they have that and like Bad Bunny is like I don't think people really fucking understand how big of a deal Bad Bunny is. Uh like he's fucking huge. I mean, even though he's had a setback because he was dating a Kardashian or whatever, but you know he's still a big deal. <laughs> and with yeah with uh damian priest because i i thought that same thing i was like man that, what a fucking cool moment for him because he does it's not like he's not a you know in that group he's yeah that probably fourth on that list of like importance i guess you could say but he fucking had a line and he fucking crushed it like that and i've i felt that with selena vega too like these these people that are called on because like hey you know maybe you're only here because you are puerto rican at this Puerto Rican show, 
but they fucking stepped up to the plate and they fucking made you feel like they were fucking main eventers. And that's what was fucking awesome about it. Yeah, like, I mean, the, the closest thing, you know, in proximity that I have to that is I can think back as Money in the Bank 2011. You know, like, mm-hmm. I loved CM Punk. I knew he yeah. could fucking, he could be the dude, but it was one of those things where it's like, you didn't really think they were going to do it. And then when they, like, and it just goes to show, which is wild, because it just goes to show you, it's like, when WWE wants to, they can fucking, <laughs> yeah. they can make anybody a star, which is wild, because often more than not, it's like, we're making Jinder Mahal the guy, and you're like, we don't, we don't want Jinder Mahal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but when people, like I said, when there's something at least gr- grasped onto, or just the littlest nugget of anything, People are long for the ride. Yeah, as, as as long as um, as long as there's a story. Yeah, yeah. Um, give us a story. Finish yeah. the story. Importantly, we'll get into we'll get into <laughs> that because it's. Um, but no, and then you know, of course, an, another cool moment, of course, was the uh, like midway through the match where you have uh, Finn and Dom uh, come to interfere, and then you have you know Ray Mysterio come down to the ring. And he's getting his ass kicked. And then, you know, you hear, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. I fucking <laughs> popped. Listen, as someone who yeah. who um, remembers him debuting on SmackDown, remembers him, uh, you know, hiring Jesus uh, to, to stab John Cena in the club. Not so that he could go film the Marine, but because, you know, he got stabbed <laughs> in, the, in the nightclub. Uh, I was... I fucking popped. I was like, holy shit. One came out looking like a million bucks. Um, yeah. But it was fun. It was fun bit of nostalgia. He hit the backbreaker. He hit, you know, spit off the apple. Uh, they even did the apple. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did the apple. Um, you had Savio Vega come out, which I, I don't know much about Savio Vega aside from what, like, I've seen and stuff like that. But, again, people fucking pop huge for Savio Vega. Um, you know, you had the rest of the LWO come out. Go back in the day, like it, Vega was like that was when I it was like when I first got because I was really like when I was younger I got in, into wrestling and then I took like a three four year hi- hiatus whatever and then it was it was it was after SummerSlam nineteen ninety six is when I started watching it and then like till about two thousand and then I just kind of like i don't know i kind of got sick of the formula of like 30 minute promo at the beginning and then you know they never stopped doing that but (laughs) and then like 2014 i got back into it again but like in that like when i first started like savio vega was in a lot of like he was like one of their main guys because he could go man he was a fucking hell of a worker it just sucked because they like they had him like on screen earlier the night Mm mm-hmm just in the back and i think it would have been a bigger pop if just savio vega came out like and nobody knew like you know he was he was there or whatever but he kind of like gave i think he gave a gave bad bunny like a kendo stick with like the flag on it or something yeah it was something 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 along those lines yeah he gave him like a kendo stick like a special kendo stick it was the one that damian priest like broke over his his knee but awesome fucking moment like it was it was awesome and again like representation matters you know mm-hmm. and especially with that like what a fucking awesome moment like if you're a little puerto rican boy or girl to like see that to see all these puerto rican dudes with again like you mentioned yeah like i i understand why some people don't understand the impact of bad bunny but he is mm-hmm. the biggest fucking thing <laughs> like he is yeah. a huge megastar just because you don't listen to his music or you don't pay attention or you're not you know that's not your culture you don't really know like understand his me yeah like it's still huge yeah he is massive it is wild that like you know that like it's i don't know that wwe fucking got the chance like i'm trying to think of like another artist on that level it's like if (laughs) i don't don't know know. like like if if you because I was kind of thinking about that. Like, if you were to put it in, I'll just say this in. Let's just say this for the 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 white perspective, right? <laughs> like, Who is white bad bunny? Exactly, and like honestly, like it would be like a fucking Taylor Swift. Like that's how, and like, and he might be bigger than she is, but that's how fucking huge she he is. He is. 
you know, and I know some people don't understand that, but Taylor Swift, I didn't, I didn't even realize that until recently how big of a fucking deal she was. So, but she is, you know, it's not especially like, like you think about like I didn't realize she was fucking making music for like over ten years already. It's like fucking crazy. You know, her showing up and her showing up at Wembley isn't beyond the realm of possibilities. Yeah. She's very close friends. Like, no bullshit. She's very close friends with the Jarrett family. Like, I believe she used to babysit Jeff Jarrett's kids. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is wow. very close to Jeff Jarrett and the Jarrett family. Yeah. So, hmm. T-Swift for uh, for Wembley, possibly. She's going to be she's going to be uh, hitting Guevara with a fucking guitar. <laughs> Who? Yeah, who's who's gonna be the bigger? Oh, you have Soraya versus Taylor Swift. Hey, or uh, Timelo. Yeah. Oh, dude, yes. All right, what what's gonna be the big? What's gonna be the biggest match? Uh, Kenny versus Osprey. Uh, CMFTR versus like I don't know. I don't. Someone. I don't think they'll do the elite. Uh, or uh, Taylor Swift versus Soraya in a uh, Blackpool street fight. Maybe. The, uh, you know, the beauty. Well, never mind. That's still only three because we can't count the fourth anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Listen, Taylor Swift definitely you get her back. Um, again, just such an awesome moment. Uh, I could mm-hmm. not give a fuck about the next match. I, I don't care about this fucking Usos feud anymore. The like the bloodline was always fucking that story was just always fucking lame to me. It's even lamer now. I'm sorry, I know there's some people that are probably a gasp at that. Like again, it was just if they've been listening, they've been listening they know. Yeah, if they've been listening they know. But it's just it's just so long and drawn out. I'm like it just I don't care anymore. Like it just it's just wh- where do set this is where do Kevin and Sammy go? I don't yeah. know. It doesn't really make sense. Doesn't I don't really care and uh in particular the thing that made me feel that the most was at the end of the night where what the match should have been was it should have been Cody Rhodes defending his brand new world title versus <laughs> uh what do you call Brock it Les- Brock Lesnar yeah. that's what it should have been um but that's not what it was. Instead, you had you know you, you had Cody beat Brock, and again a very weird, underwhelming match. Um, and in its and and what you will have instead is four sets of triple threat matches: two on Raw, two on SmackDown, to determine the new Raw World Heavyweight Champion. Yes. And I know what you're thinking, but you just said. The exclusively Raw World Heavyweight Championship might be someone from SmackDown. Yeah, it makes no sense. They have from SmackDown. You have Bobby Lashley, Edge, AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio, um, uh, Sheamus, and uh, Austin Theory, who are going to compete in a triple threat match, and then those two winners will face like the next week or something. And then over on Raw, you have Miz, uh, Nakamura, Finn Balor. Uh, Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, and Cody Rhodes. What? You know what would have been fucking better? Cody defending the world title against Brock <laughs> Lesnar. Like, it's just, it's so dumb. It's so redundant. Like, if you really wanted two world titles, guess what? Sammy should have won in Montreal. Then Cody should have won at Mania. Then you, then you got your two world titles. You got them. Yeah. They're already there. You don't need to fucking create a new one and create a it's just i don't know again and it's the it's the jaded wrestling fan in me i apologize i i i do but just ugh, i don't know i just and then i i feel so wrestling's kind of like your your lifelong friend right like you you see them doing things that you're like yeah look i live your life but if you just would have done this instead of this like we we want to be in this situation today yeah <laughs> like that's where we feel like with wrestling it's like it's just a friend you want to you want you want to see them do the best in their life you know what i mean like, you want to see them be a better them yeah and i don't i know what you're capable of i see it in you wwe yeah <laughs> i don't know it's just it's weird again in the long run makes no sense i'm sure I'm sure this will be talked about where it's like, yeah, 
that's probably the direction that they should have gone in. Um, but you don't, you just, you didn't have that many smart people, enough smart people back there to sort of, uh, you know, figure that out. But um, you know where there is a very list of smart people though. Over at yeah. the Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com oh, forward slash PWTCast. I can name you about 18 fucking of these geniuses. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, if if I'm going to start listing 18 geniuses that I know, I'm going to start with Clifford Fraser, Jesse Kohlenberg, Joshua Davis, Neil Flanagan, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Vivian Urbina, Anthony Torres, My Godfather Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Steve Feast. Rachel Sayarto, uh, little Patrick Swayze, uh, Jacob Taus, Lucy Salgado, Lupe Dominguez, the Kings of Sport podcast, and Darren Kissler. Uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, Drew, what, what can you expect over in the draft pod this week? But we heard orphans. Orphans, absolutely. Yeah, you get a, a fun orphan filled episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just talking about all these little, little bastards. Oh, yeah, all these little bastards. Ooh, Jon Snow. Ooh, ooh, yeah! Technically Shit. an orphan. I got yeah. I got to see if it's only movies though. <sighs> yeah, you don't want to bring up fucking television like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, <laughs> come back next year, dummy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and again, um, if, if you guys want to sign up for the Patreon, again, as low as five bucks. There's like over a hundred movie reviews on there. If you you can sign up for like yeah. the lowest tier, the five dollar tier, um, get that. This week, uh, episode myself and uh, Andy uh, over from the Draft Pod talking Wolf of Wall Street. And for the ten dollar and up members, would be an episode of Scrumps Detective Agency with myself and Vivian. And uh, anything else, Drew? Before we get out of here, no, man. I think that pretty much wraps it up. All right, guys. Well, for the PWT cast this week, I've been Scrump. I have been Drew. And this is soon to be headlining a show at Wembley with Taylor Swift. Friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here. Friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.